0: 400,000 years ago, a bright light traveled across the African plain. Was this the origin of the human race? 2010, Iceland. A volcano is having an eruption that grinds air traffic to a halt. Could this event have been triggered by sinister forces? In 2005, a hidden door was discovered, leading to the workshop of one of the greatest mind and his journal. Could there be written evidence in there of a third degree contact? Hi, hello and welcome to Digging Up Ancient Aliens. This is the podcast where we examine the TV show Ancient Aliens. Do their claims hold water to an archaeologist or... the better explanations out there. I'm your host Frederick, and this is episode 15 and we will look into the reason behind different apocalyptical events that's taken place in both in the past and today. Could all these volcanic eruptions, tsunamis and other disasters have maybe an extraterrestrial origin? With us today we have Eric McLaren from the podcast Religious War. As an old ancient alien watcher he will help us out with his journalistic wit on yet another expedition of the third kind. Remember that you can find sources, resources, and reading suggestions on our website, diggingupancientaliens.com. There you can also find contacting info if you notice any mistakes or have any suggestions. And if you like the podcast, I would really appreciate if you left one of those fancy five-star reviews that I heard so much about. Enough for me, Jamarin. Let's see what devastation was caused by aliens and why. And then I want to welcome
1: Eric McLaren to the show. Welcome, Eric. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here. Could you maybe tell the audience who you are? Sure. So, my name is Eric McLaren. I'm a host of a podcast, host and creator of a podcast called Religious Wars. It's a show where we look at history, but mainly through a religious lens or at least religious stories and uh you know it's religious wars so there's always got to be some conflict going on
0: all right and uh have you watched ancient aliens before
1: i uh I'm an, I'm an og ancient alien fans i think i caught the first season when i was either in high school or just graduated my friends and i were kind of ironic viewers we would like to uh hang out uh you know find it somewhere i don't remember how we would even come across it history channel it must have been i guess but like yeah you know we were we were drink a lot of beer smoke a lot of weed and then really damage our brains by watching some ancient aliens we were those kinds of guys so you're quite familiar with the different claims or do you remember (laughs) well so that's the watching re-watching it becoming reacquainted with it reminded me how how little i know about ancient aliens <laughs> because it, it was this it is just wild i kind of forgot how uh bonkers it was even though it's ancient aliens you know it's kind of off the wall yeah i was yeah. still still pretty surprised by just, you know it feels like you're getting blasted by a hose with just craziness yeah
0: that's the feeling i think many uh, come away with after very watching overwhelming, this show. yeah <laughs> As I mentioned previously, I, I think that's a way to get you know the viewers to stay attentive, especially the high and drunk ones. Do you feel like, when you look back, does it maybe help you stay on
1: topic when you I, watch the show in your youth? I don't know, because for us, we were already coming into it. It's not like we were like, oh, golly gee. What could be happening in the world of ancient aliens that we don't know about, you know? We were watching it going, Boo, you suck and all that stuff. So I don't remember thinking like, wow, that was a really jarring transition and like I do like I did when I was soberly watching it. Like that was confusing. Yeah. Uh it was it was a lot more um like it just felt so strangely uh, cohesive, but so crazy at the same time. Like this episode it really felt like they were There was an overall, something they were trying to, like an overall theory they had, but they kept Mm. just tossing so much stuff at you that you kind of had no choice but to follow that thread. And when you're drunk, you're not following that thread ever. (laughs) (laughs) There's no chance you're following that. There
0: might be a point to that, but how about we get into the meat of it, so to say. Let's do it. The show is called Alien Devastations, and it will be the topic for this show they like to have you know a set topic if it's angels or devastations or mysterious places but here they are focusing on uh, the doomsday and uh, they starting with of course the mayan calendar that was all the raids
1: in 2010 oh, yeah.
0: as i remember it do you remember all the hysteria
1: and yeah i do i mean <clears throat> of course right it was it was huge for a long time but uh <laughs> What's What was funny to me is watching this was I kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's going to end in 2012. Like, it was never something mm. I was like, let me investigate this. This seems interesting. <laughs> it was always just so plainly not true. And it was like a punchline more than anything yeah. else. So as much as I'm familiar with it, I didn't really know what I didn't know about it. <laughs>
0: But we opened the show on the Mayan calendar and especially a place in Tortigo, Mexico, I believe it is. There's a monument, Monument 6, as archaeologists like to do. We tend to put a boring name of quite interesting things, usually numbers. (laughs) But Monument 6 is, or the show wants the viewer to think this is a highly debated monument. And to extent, somewhat true, but it's more if one word should be translated to descend or descent. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I found I I found the splitting hairs of descent versus descend would be very uh, very silly. <laughs> that, but the
0: show wants this Stella to portray that the Mayans really believe that the end world end of worlds would come in 2010. 2012 with, had uh, the you know the aliens coming down descending from the sky I think van then again
1: yeah the thing that was in. really the thing that was really killing me about the Mayan calendar like they they spent all this money doing this animation of mm. the ca- the calendar and it's like a gear and I don't know if that's that seems not historically accurate that the Mayans had this like stone gear that they built but even still when you're looking at that animation then like, yep this is the end and it's two circles it's it's an absolute <laughs> cyclical. Like I'm looking at it, and, guys. No, it doesn't end. It's it just keeps going. It's it's two yeah, circles the... put together. It's so frustrating <laughs> that that's the end of the
0: world somehow. Yeah, I think they don't really understand how a calendar works because I hardly think when Danikin sits on New Year's Eve hiding, uh, I think the world would come to an end. But as you say, the gears are. Very anachronistic for the Mayans. They didn't have, you know, the type of technical machining, uh, you know, (laughs) machining. It is true that they had this notion about a cylinder and, you know, you could shift the different names and years to get to the specific dates. But they had this notion that time was cyclical. So everything started in different cycles. Everything was bound to repeat itself then they start talking a little bit about dates and they actually get something correct. So yes, the Mayan calendar starts on August 11th, 3,114 BC, which is fair and correct, but, but they forget to the notion or mention is that this is the start of the 13th baktun. So one baktun is a couple of thousands of years in Mayan tradition, mm-hmm. uh, 3,000 years, something like that. And, uh, this is what to come to an end on 2012. So like a, like a
1: long month. Yeah, a long month or you know, a millennia. Yeah, yeah. And as yeah. we know, at the end of every millennia, <laughs> there's the Ragnarok <laughs> event that we live with all the time.
0: And they don't spend too much time on the Mayans. <clears throat> I think they will have an episode totally dedicated to it. Well, that's good. Yeah, that will be... <laughs> we don't want the Mayans to get shortchanged.
1: <laughs> but they usually do this. This should be short. It should be precise. Well, that's, uh, that's how I remembered it more, was like just random <laughs> vignettes where they were like, hey, he's, here's something from history, and what if it was aliens? I always used to say that if you kind of strategically pause the show, you could get a halfway decent surface-level education, because they'll say something like, the Mayans had their calendar and it started this date and then you pause and then <laughs> then you've got some real information you know the
0: creators would be able to make very good real documentaries if they didn't put in all the aliens uh, <laughs> the photography and everything it's very decent but from the doomsday of 2012 we move of course the book of revelations oh yeah is this something you have a Come across a lot in your podcast as a driving force.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like revelations, culturally is so huge, and like I'm a uh, been fascinated by religion my entire life. Never been a religious person, but just been you know hmm. a lot of atheists and fundamentalists have it in common that most of them can't shut up about religion anyway. And Re- revelations is awesome. It's just you know it's the heavy metal, <laughs> heavy metal Bible book.
0: End of times within Christianity has always been, you know, the driving force of it since basically Jesus, if you think about it. It's always said, you know, uh, we're living in the end times. Every generation has its own end times. Mm -hmm. They use the book of Revelation to, again, talk about how the aliens will end the world, I think, because the aliens don't like us or what what their theory is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the whole this whole episode to me had this overarching theme of the like the bible is true and god is real but <laughs> the the issue with that is you're you're a moron if you don't realize that it's clearly aliens and not angels like mm. you know grow up there's no such thing as an angels they're they're Advanced beings from Nibiru, you know. This
0: stems from their last episode. So, with the uh, Tina Rassel, we had this notion, and they had it, they talk specifically about angels, and that angels isn't angels, but aliens, and mm-hmm. God are really aliens. But the Bible is true. And it's the best evidence we have about for
1: aliens, not and not, and not just true, but true in the, and as to like why those things are happening. Like, yeah, they were punishing yeah. us. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably <laughs> no, probably not because we weren't praying, but I'm sure the ancient aliens lore gets into that eventually. The Book of Revelation. They want to use this to somehow prove that time is cyclical. If only they had some kind of very useful illustration to demonstrate that for us.
0: Yeah, so we bring up uh, volcanoes. Yay. Oh, yeah. Super volcanoes. And they talk about the volcano Lake Toba. I'm not sure how that's pronounced. But it was a massive volcanic eruption. Some seventy-five thousand years ago, Michael Denin talks about how materials from volcanoes can block the sun, and again, that's something they actually have correct. They talk about this in season one, and we mention it on the podcast too. But big volcano eruption can block out the sun, and we have uh, even just some two hundred years ago, the year without a summer. Are you familiar with that? No, not uh, not really. It was a quite large volcanic eruption in southwest asia that debris from the volcanoes spit out in the atmospheres and chilling the earth actually to a degree where we had winter in summer and destroyed harvests in the united states europe and was quite devastating
1: for a couple of years it's a uh... Like, I've known that can happen. I'm just, like, not super familiar with, like, historical examples of it. And, like, yeah, like, Lake Toba, I'd never heard of either. This is where I can see the show might be able to get somebody if you're <laughs> halfway curious and there's something you've never heard of or if you've, like, you've never read anything ever, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where you're like, oh, wow, that's, I, I had no idea about that. That's crazy. What a What a big explosion. I can't imagine the planet just doing that, you know? Yeah, they, as I said, they bring up these quite
0: fantastic places, amazing stories, and then they put aliens in them, which is sad because they are making good TV, but they fill it with a bunch of junk too. <laughs> but why they bring up the Lake Toba is to show that the aliens tried to kill us once already with the volcano. Because of course we will learn later on that aliens can
1: control volcanoes. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but... it, there's a there's a big section <laughs> in this where I I wrote down in my notes because it's like volcanoes, earthquakes. And I was just like, oh my god, the earth <laughs> is aliens. This is nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and they bring up that um, I think it's Giorgio Sokolos. Uh, no, Giorgio, that, my man. Yeah, he's my favorite. He says anything if he gets paid he's,
1: but, uh, well, he's, uh, the confidence of him obviously he was like the standout from the first season with the aliens meme and stuff yeah but i just I, I laughed out loud when he first made an appearance in this episode because i remember him and what he looked like in the first season i just saw this and he's got his teeth fixed he's got a tan yeah. his hair's still crazy but it's silky smooth now i just i like how I mean it's terrible because he spreads misinformation for a living but uh it's very funny to see that you know he must have been a real big hit at the conventions he's probably met a couple of women who changed his life since the first season started to air yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can tell he's really feeling himself
0: a lot more than he used to he have branded that crazy hair and um, trump bronze skin heavily Mm -hmm. Since then, but he brings up claim that the population during this you know toba explosion dwindled to three thousand people mm-hmm. and it's something that's been discussed in the scientific community the reference of a genetic bottleneck, especially from the toba, but I wasn't that aware of it, so it, again, I get to learn something mm-hmm. nice and true <laughs> but um Today we're not really sure if the population dwindled that much since human is quite good at adapting themselves and from the different archaeological digs we can see you know the layers quite nicely so we have a layer with stone tools and then we have the debris from the toba explosion and then we move on to immediately under have more Stone to which means that the site was populated and there's no interruption between it. So probably wasn't adwindled to three thousand person. There was one paper bringing up that number, but they in their conclusion say, "But we're not sure. We can't really prove this."
1: <laughs> yeah, I was curious if the like the origin of this kind, because I've heard this before, hmm. uh, probably about Lake Toba, but just didn't you know pick up on that that there's been a couple of genetic bottlenecks where you could fill the fit the entire Mm. human population in a stadium and stuff but i've always been like i'm curious now if there's some kind of uh genetic lines that have evidence of genetic bottlenecks because we know that for sure all over the world that there's certain populations that come to a genetic bottleneck like often with one Mm. male breeding with many females and you can find that evidence in the genealogical record as far as i understand but uh no they're they're just 3,000 people, we know it. How do we know it? Shut up.
0: Uh, <laughs> Shh, don't ask too many questions. Yeah. No, so they're stating that that's true. But yeah, the reality is it probably not. Well,
1: I mean, there probably were disasters where a lot of people died. And like yeah, by yeah, nature of, of a lot of people dying, there would have yeah. been fewer than there were.
0: <laughs> it just... But the 3,000 number, I doubt. But as you say, we, we have died a lot. <laughs> During yeah, something we're very good history. at. <laughs> but I think they bring up this low number so they can talk about Noah's Ark. Well,
1: this is going to slap me in the face. I really was not expecting <laughs> Noah's Ark to come up all of a sudden. It's weird how so much of the Bible is true to these people, but it's still so sacrilegious <laughs> in that they, they they pay no attention to any kind of regular biblical divination or even like trying people who figure out time scales in the Bible, where if you have this Lake Toba mm. explosion 75,000 years ago, and that's <laughs> takes us right to Noah is is such a, <laughs> is such a, just such a huge jump. And like the Bible kind of sort of not really explains that there's like, okay, a deeper history. And then we, and then we move into the events of the Bible and Abraham and Noah and blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm. And this ancient aliens is just like, no, there was seventy five thousand years ago. There was three thousand people, and and then and then a very wise man built an ark and brought two of every animal to it. And it's just kind of, your head starts spinning, you know. But they do enjoy
0: Novak's ark, and and to be fair, I'm amazed that the ancient alien is, doesn't get picketed more by the christian right uh, during their conventions and things like that <laughs> when i think about it
1: i think i honestly think that like some really christians would hate this but i bet i bet a few are 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 just excited young people are getting into yeah you know some some <laughs> old lady's grandson was talking about noah and she got very excited she didn't care <laughs> if it was because uh you know advanced alien advanced aliens gave him knowledge of the future or whatever. As I started to say, they
0: like Noah's story. But what amazes me is they the aliens, according to ancient aliens, have these interstellar travel, nuclear weapon, armories and all of that, but still they use things like volcanic eruptions to eliminate humans mm. and floods to uh, get rid of us instead of they apparently genetically created us i guess they can splice yeah, in some yeah. genes and just wipe us out or
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, the the genetic creation stuff in this is where i was kind of i didn't remember ancient aliens being so problematic in that <laughs> uh, you know it's all, like a lot of people've got some pretty crazy opinions about Human populations or whatever, hmm. but as I was, as I was watching that, and I was just kind of go like tapping my foot, going, "Hey, uh, hey, Georgius, <laughs> which one of w- which group of people has the most alien blood?" <laughs> uh, you know, because clearly. That's There's got to be some hierarchy with respect to that,
0: right? I think he has an answer too, but he is not allowed to say it on the television show. <laughs> oh,
1: God, they, that's,
0: they all got answers to <laughs> I think there's a lot of things that's been cut away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A
1: lot worse than they're actually saying. It's very rare for somebody to be a like total nut job in just one direction. Yeah. You know, it's very rare that you meet you know, if you go out looking for Bigfoot, you're not going to run into too many physicists and stuff.
0: <laughs> it's quite rare. They they are out there, but yeah, in much lower numbers.
1: Yeah, I just if you if you're someone whose opinion of prehistory is constant alien civilizations visiting us in battles and injecting our DNA to kill the mm. Neanderthals. Like God, I feel like I'm driving myself crazy just by talking about it. <laughs> but if you if you have if that's your opinion in free history, I imagine if someone asks you about modern race, you're going to have some pretty interesting opinions as well.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's best that Sokolos haven't mentioned that out loud. <laughs> it Would be interesting to hear, maybe, but it makes me a little bit scared. Well, from the Novax Orte again repeat this notion that the time is cyclical and we're due for a big tsunami or volcanic eruption. And they speak a bit about the 2004 tsunami that hit Thailand and yeah, killed quite I a lot
1: of such poor taste
0: the i even know people who uh, was in
1: thailand and uh,
0: survived the tsunami so
1: and so shockingly recent like this aired in 2010 i think yeah 2010 so this is like late. six years in in their time where it was 200,000 people like i was i remember that happening but it was just uh as <laughs> i was watching it was just kind of like oh my god are you, are you guys for real right now <laughs> Around here,
0: trying to, you know, put out like a um, detective novel. So uh, it started about talking about how people saw all these spaceships and strange light before it. Because the answer is, of course, it was aliens who tried to drown all these people. Mm. You know, putting in the poor taste a bit
1: extra. Well, it's uh, the, the aliens again without like saying, you know, the aliens had a problem with this part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the Asian part of the world. And then yeah. we move to uh,
0: the AFLA <laughs> uh volcanic eruption. Again, to show that, oh, they talk about some V shape in the clouds that looks like, you know, a few geese. weird <laughs> geese or pixels
1: or. Well, I the, don't know. The guy says, uh, this object is clearly under intelligent control. And I and some of it clearly shows an anomalous object hovering roughly around the volcano. This object is clearly
0: under intelligent control, and from what we see on the video,
1: it's also apparent that this isn't birds, as some skeptics have been trying to argue. That object is not clearly anything. It's just as blurry... Image, yeah, you zoom in on a video film in
0: 2010, of course, you will get <laughs> blurry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they can go enhance and we see a nice uh, spaceship, but um, oh, that's, yeah. I think that was happening in that fellow's mind, of course. Uh, Coppens he said enhance and he's on UFO <laughs> clearly, <laughs> yeah, but we move on from AF Yellow volcanic eruption to. Uh, They talk about this phenomenon previously on the show in season one, which make what they're saying far more interesting, at least for me. So we're going to talk about the Nuremberg UFO again. And Mm -hmm. I've talked about this one before, I think it's episode eight. First of all, they state in Nuremberg Gazette. That was my first what? Gazette is an Italian word for copper coin that was you know, used as a synonym for newspaper in Venice. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't catch this. This is funny. (laughs) (laughs) And the first evidence of Gazette in print for a name of a newspaper is in 1620. So this is 1561 in Germany, which, of course, makes things a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. But they talk about the different tubes resembling cannon barrels. And, you know, they're fighting each other. This one is correct. And after a bit of the battle, they seem to catch fire and fall into the earth where they turn to steam. Again, a bit what this is different from season one. And <laughs> then... Well, they've done research. There's been developments. I don't understand how the narrator doesn't catch this because he... <laughs> he was the one who talked about this in season one but then they go five years later an Austrian architect named Hans Glaser uh, created a woodcut dealing this famous event and Hans Glaser is the one who made the woodcut they are talking about and showing on the screen but he made that the same month and uh, he was not an architect he was a German printer Mm. so (laughs) yeah i think they're lost what they're talking about and again showing how much they like to enhance the truth
1: so to say in in ways that are not even helpful no <laughs> to make their, for themselves. Like they're just wrong yeah <laughs> you say hey who printed this this thing was it a printer or an architect well must have been the architect
0: <laughs> yeah I'm this whole
1: interested. bit i this whole bit i found uh uh, not very convincing and nope. uh a big part of that would have was just that like i don't know much about this phenomenon or uh like event that they're talking about mm-hmm. but i i would think if there is some kind of intergalactic war that the skies of earth are becoming a battlefield for <laughs> it's going to do a bit more damage to the planet and yeah. leave a bit more of a, a wider impression than uh you know than It would be noticed by more people than the Nuremberg Gazette. Again, they want to have this doomsday
0: theory and the warring faction is something that they bring up a lot in Ancient Aliens. So you have the lizard people fighting the greys, I think. Their pet theory is because there's good aliens and evil aliens. Mm -hmm. I think the grey ones are the good, according to them, while lizards are bad.
1: i you know <laughs> there's so <some, some, laughs> I, I keep i don't i hate to keep bringing it back to it but it just kept uh it kept hit me in the head anyway where it's just like there's something racial going on there <laughs> where, where there's the good light colored big brained aliens and then there's the mm. evil animalistic bad dark ones
0: yeah there's a lot of those undertones mm-hmm. so they they do enjoy talking about white gods in South America, for example, and Mesoamerica. That, of course, were the good guys, proving that you know white people were there, basically. I see. But they are quite problematic, and it doesn't get better when you talk about it. <laughs>
1: oh, it was—it was kind of. I think, I think part of it too is that uh, in two in two thousand ten. Even if I was like not young and all messed up as I was watching hmm. it. I think in the past six or seven years in North America, especially, I've had to pay a bit more attention to <laughs> dog whistles and whatever other word you want to use for people who are racist, but know they can't mm. just come out and say what they really feel. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I think everybody's antennas are a bit more finely tuned to it. And then when you start getting, like... Uh, deep in the the human genome, we can determine... You're just kind of going, oh, no, (laughs) guys. Talking about skull shapes. Don't do that, please. I don't know.
0: This segment felt a bit off because I didn't get the devastation part of it. But they talk about how aliens have interfered with uh, humans. So we bring up Leonardo da Vinci, In a way, I found this part refreshing because they take (laughs) ideas from some white people for the first time, not just robbing Africans, South Americans, Mesoamericans of their heritage. But Mm -hmm. So Leonardo da Vinci, he didn't come up with all his theories and all of that by himself. No. How would he make doodles of tanks and cars? And other things. No, he had aliens whispering in his ear, yeah. how to you know
1: draw these things. What was but the the way they introduced Da Vinci by saying, "Have some some Jabrody come on and say, uh, yeah, Da Vinci is a real crazy, interesting guy. He was he was left-handed and ambidextrous, and, and oh, like, yeah, he just, just listed all the the least <laughs> interesting things about Leonardo da Vinci. it Was just like, wow, what a guy." He was the true archetypal renaissance man, brilliant painter, brilliant inventor, brilliant poet, ambidextrous, could write with his left hand and his right hand at the same time, wrote backwards instead of forwards, a very interesting guy.
0: I think that's Wilcock, his name, blonde uh, scrawny fella. Mm -hmm. He usually tends to bring up weirder things, so that Leonardo was uh, left-handed or ambidextrous was pretty normal for him. And then they go (laughs) on to say that uh, during this uh, extraterrestrial visitation, he got fed with prophecies. And they're making this huge fuss uh, on uh, Da Vinci's prophecies. But if you're interested in Da Vinci and what he had done, they have actually digitalized his uh, codexes. So they bring up the Codex Atlanticus, it's called. You can find mm. it online. You can read the whole thing if you want. It's very beautiful to see his uh, drawings and read his handwriting. But uh, he, these prophecies that they talk about in the show is things like, men will sleep and eat and make their dwelling among trees grown in the forest and the
1: fields. Wow. Yeah. So this is the... I mean, that's some <laughs> interstellar interstellar knowledge you just dropped on your audience and myself here that's crazy
0: yeah so these are the prophecies
1: that leonardo
0: wrote so wisdom words that i don't know if he thought up or doodled or heard somewhere and thought yeah. oh this is deep man
1: yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh one thing i wanted to say because i had the same thought about like oh isn't it isn't it nice we're we're attacking a, a great european <laughs> However, I then it kind of dawned on me that I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, as well as their complex historical theories, they have probably got some complex r- racial hierarchies, and I'm not sure they would consider Italians white people.
0: Mm, but then we have they say that Einstein also have a, that's true, and Oppenheimer and <laughs> von Braun. Yeah. So. Yeah. What else did
1: von Braun believe? <laughs> getting into von Braun had some interesting theories about aliens and like yeah he sure did he had a lot of really interesting theories about how the world should work yeah uh, maybe bringing up the
0: one uh, who served during um, under Hitler in Germany isn't the um, greatest <laughs> yeah, fella but yeah von Braun is problematic uh, in general
1: yes, well, I mean a... you could make, you make the argument like uh, maybe there's something the ancient aliens could do about the Nazis being aliens, and then they had to the the Nazis couldn't let them all go, and that's what Operation Paperclip was <laughs> in the United States and the Soviet Union was making sure that the aliens got where they needed to go. So yeah, that will for be an show. episode. We it's upcoming. They
0: actually have a whole <laughs> episode dedicated to Nazi Germany, oh, and God. I found two accounts of Holocaust denial already oh. in that episode. So it will be a blast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Is it is it denial? And not to get off topic here, but is it is it denial of the whole holocaust or is it just denial that the Germans did it? No, of
0: the whole thing. Uh, they okay. even uh, the persons have been uh, convicted in the German courtroom <laughs> for it. Cool, cool, cool. Great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens, you know. <laughs> Aliens. So if you're waiting for it to be more problematic, stay tuned. It's coming up. <laughs> great, great. And of course, they have to bring up Tesla in all of this. He is the go-to guy for <laughs> um, strange claims. And I'm not sure they got a thing, single thing right about Tesla this time around. What? So... <laughs> We have uh, David Serrada. I have no idea who he is. Really, is the first time he appeared on the show, at least for me. But uh, he talked about the death ray that Tesla, according to him, developed.
1: According to Serrada, Tesla was murdered. Yeah, just- they just kind of slid that past you. <laughs> yeah, they, re- they presented without evidence or comment after Tesla was murdered. And that was the beginning and end of the <laughs> Tesla was murdered arc on the show. Yeah, I felt a bit, what? Yeah, they just bring it
0: up and then leave it there.
1: The Tesla stuff (laughs) is where I really started to feel my brain leaking out of my ears. It was just, (laughs) it started really, it just, like, the the cuts started happening way faster, and yeah, it just... (laughs) And the and Tesla was murdered. What? And he built the death ray. It's like I've heard that before. And he built it on a U.S. Air Force naval base. And what is guy? What's happening? It's just so. And nuts. he built it
0: in 1943, which is strange because he died in January in 1943. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> Tesla Tesla did die January 7, 1943, so that he would develop a death ray on Wright Patterson Air Force Base in 1943 is well somewhat out of the question, I would say. Mm-hmm. Tesla is one of those who has a lot of weird claims surrounding him in general. A weird guy. He was quite an eccentric, mainly because he sort of lost all his funding during the Depression and fell into quite a tragic life story, suffering yeah. probably some sort of mental illness. But he stayed uh, his last couple of years working out of a hotel room, basically. And the FBI did seize all his things after his death, mostly because it was a world war and people said that he had a death ray. What was the death (laughs) ray? Well, it was a multi-decade resistance box that he, I'm not sure what they are supposed to do, but apparently it was a quite common apparatus among electricity engineers for that time.
1: Yeah, electricity to me is basically magic. I've worked really hard to try (laughs) to understand something that's happening there and I just can't. So this would be, it would be a great place for them to get something for, for a guy Mm -hmm. like me to be like, wow, that's actually, that really is an unexplainable phenomenon, Mm. but uh, (laughs) they don't do that. They just (laughs) talk about Tesla's death ray and, you know,
0: and of course the death ray, he got from the aliens because where was the Rosewell alien sent? Well, to the Wright-Patterson Air Force base, of course, where Tesla was
1: developing the death ray. With the so they I, so I guess like the Roswell crash was just like it would it's like the equivalent of an amazon car or a Amazon truck crashing into your garage. yeah, you really got to get to the bottom of who killed nikola Tesla
0: yeah I, I have no idea where that claim come from. I tried to find it, but it seems as it's
1: only David Soreda who said it in this episode <laughs> <laughs> the only only David Soreda in this episode ever in history, no one else has ever said it. At
0: least not that I can find. Is there out there? Write me. But at least I couldn't find it.
1: (laughs) it, Look, if it hasn't been indexed by Google, it doesn't count. (laughs) Then it doesn't exist. Easy as that.
0: (laughs) But from Tesla, we go to uh, human evolution. Because, well, now we're going to try to be a little bit problematic. I think it's here where Giorgio says my favorite thing in the whole series so far. Oh, yeah. He's saying, there we sat, eating bananas, and bang, we had complex (laughs) civilizations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was great because, like, Giorgio's, you know, God bless him, can't really even, like, be racist coherently, because, like, 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 uh, you've heard some people say, you know, swinging from trees, eating bananas, yeah, or, you know, eating mammoth meat in caves, or something Mm. like that, but it you know, I don't think of caves and being very lush Caribbean <laughs> environments.
0: <laughs> no, and the, just the fact that the bananas were cultivated in the shape that we think about today a lot, lot later. But they bring this up because, of course, the aliens were mixing with the DNA, so they could eradicate us later. I'm not sure, really, what they're trying to say with this Yeah, very part. incoherent,
1: <laughs> the whole theory of... Uh, yeah, they, they really got to... They they made us because they thought well, there was something wrong with us and they have to punish themselves after they it's I don't it honestly it is it is like it, this whole thing reminds me of like secular evangelicalism mm. where they're just pushing their kind of uh, their own their religion right it's just not a regular one you're used to on you and there's all these little inner inconsistencies all the way through. Just like any other religion, you know. Yeah, they bring up this that they have the technology to change the DNA in
0: Neanderthals to become humans, mm-hmm. but they're still going to use a massive flood or a volcano to try to wipe us out at the same time. Which I don't know it, it doesn't really track.
1: Well, I didn't, like we didn't, de- this, this, like we didn't descend from <laughs> Neanderthals. I realize I'm splitting hairs a bit here, but it's not <laughs> it, like they kept saying things like. uh You know, this was 425,000 years ago, the age of the Neanderthals. Mm. And that's, (laughs) no, there was no, there there were Neanderthals and now there's not, but it wasn't like the Neanderthals (laughs) were in their huts going, oh God, I'm so glad there's no humans around here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, and, uh, well... The
0: science there is in that we do have Neanderthal DNA in the genes, especially the European populations a bit more. But why they got extinct, that's a question that archaeologists and uh, biologists to some extent are still debating in a sense because it's not entirely clear it could be environmental shifts or that people are just, you know, we like killing things. We like mm-hmm. to kill people that don't look like us, I guess, and Neanderthals yeah. could get a rough end there too, but yet the why they went extinct is somewhat unclear. it wasn't alien aliens I can say for
1: sure well, but uh, if 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 the claim <laughs> if they were trying to... like I want to help these guys out a little bit almost where you want to if the if the idea is there was a a you could even dress it up with all like kind of pseudoscience about Neanderthals and say that their brains are bigger than us, they were stronger than us, all this, all stuff like that. But they, they had to be taken down because they weren't correct in some way. And that's why the aliens got rid of the Neanderthals. But they don't do that. They say they turned, tur- we were turned into Neander or from Neanderthals. It's very strange.
0: No, and it's quite amazing. Okay, when this was filmed, the human genome project wasn't really finished or Mm -hmm. Svante Pebble's uh, project about studying the Neanderthal genome. But today we know that the human genome lacks any alien component (laughs) so far. Same with the Neanderthal genome. No aliens there either. So putting this question to rest, or it should have at least, Well,
1: if there at least, hold on, hold on. We want to be correct here. If, at the very least, if there is any uh, alien DNA in our geome, it looks exactly like the rest of the DNA that's
0: there. Fair point. So it could be time travel uh, Homo sapiens from another planet. Yeah, now you're thinking. (laughs) Now you're cooking with gas, brother. Here we start to talk about the Anunnaki, which is a favorite topic for the ancient. Alienist and Mm -hmm. made famous by Zakaria Sitchin in his books, 12th Planet. And the show says something like, he spent 30 years translating some 22,000 clay tablets uh, in uh, Sumerian. And okay, sounds impressive, except that Sitchin haven't proven that he could speak any of those ancient languages that sure the show <laughs> claims that they did but I mean,
1: even e- like even if i like i i assume that these guys are all hacks and frauds yeah but the uh e- even if even if you grant their <clears throat> qualifications if not their assertions and say like <laughs> okay this guy this guy's an assyria expert and he's been digging through Ashurbanipal's library and what survives mm. of it and he's this is what he's learned That still wouldn't be like that. That's a myth. Then it's you know (laughs) it's still just it still wouldn't be well a factual step by step of the Anunnaki bird people and how they told us to live. The issue for Sitchin
0: and von Daniken and all of these people who have taken liberties with translation is that science is moving forward. So today you have dictionaries. Not our dictionaries, but the Sumerians' own dictionaries, mm-hmm. widely available online. So you can go and look up each of these claim quite easily, even as a layperson. And yeah, it's not what scientists think the word means. It's what the actual Sumerian think the word meant. Yeah. So the Anunnaki, of course, isn't some strange race from uh, Nibiru. It means of princely seed, basically. So the kids of Anunn uh Sumerian God mm-hmm. makes sense even the 12th planet that Sitchin talks about doesn't make sense because when you think about it there's nine planets depending yeah. on how you <laughs> classify Pluto so yeah. we are missing at least three.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I was uh I, I was gonna like I started typing like 12 plan- when I was gonna put a question mark <laughs> but then I thought you know what not even gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> let the be, duck off of water's back Tesla's dead there's two pla- two planets. He Tesla presumably
0: discovered. Yeah, maybe he found the twelfth planet. That's why he was killed off he, by <laughs> he found the tenth, tenth, and eleventh, and his murderer found the twelfth. Yeah, could be, could be, but the Anunnaki are supposedly the race that I don't know DNA cloned us from the um, Neanderthals, according to the well, show. Like, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, they've they've done a bunch of different kind of DNA splicing, almost right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then they use this to try to tie up the bag because the Anunnaki, the aliens, they messed up somehow and made a bad batch of humans and that's why they want to (laughs) drown us, according to Van again. Yeah. Again, they have gene splicing. They can maybe design some, uh, you know, make everybody sterile or something like that. But...
1: Yeah, well, like... (laughs) like the biblical flood myths or like flood myths of Mesopotamian culture mm. are super fascinating because they are so relatively constant and it does seem like as far as i understand a lot of scholars and archaeologists agree that there was a massive flood or a series of massive floods several thousand years ago in the time of yeah sumeria and stuff mm. but uh it's <laughs> It's weird that if it were aliens and they wanted to flood the world, they wouldn't do a better job <laughs> and that they would need successive floods. Just like yeah. They got interstellar travel, but you know, flooding 200 villages in the Bronze Age is just impossible technologically. And
0: what I find uh, even more fascinating is that the flood myth, as you mentioned, they pop up in several places and then the show also usually makes a big deal about it. But it's only in places where floods are common, so for example, here in Sweden, we don't have a flood myth from right. ancient times, or if you look at Mongolia, you won't find flood myth, but in places that have floods, you have flood myth. I wonder well, like, why at the same time well, and
1: like uh, in particular, like you know the cradle of civil- or cradle of humanity and civilization and hmm. stuff like Mesopotamia between two rivers, yeah, you're gonna get some <laughs> floods there.
0: And at the same time, you don't have to have a huge flood because you were quite local in your society back then. So if your Mm -hmm. village were flooded and a big chunk of the surrounding of it, that was basically your whole world. So it's not impossible to think that even such an event would think that people you know all the gods are trying to kill everyone everybody must right. have like this so that's also an
1: aspect but it's crazy how much these aliens like if you strip it all down they are just like the difference between aliens and ancient gods like they're they're only mistaking them and not calling them astronauts like everything else is exactly <laughs> as they described in their in their mythology yeah they they can control floods they come they descend from the sky etc but like they have all these powers but it's just uh we're not we're not superstitious losers who would think that this would be some kind of supernatural thing this is uh completely natural outer space stuff they have a skeptic approach to it that you have
0: to admire that uh, you know they're trying to find the reality behind the myth and then they skip one step and then up on because it's aliens <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they skip trying to find the reality uh, of the myth and then they skip the reality step and yeah. just land on another myth.
0: From here we're starting to come to the end of the episode, more or less. In a sense it felt, I don't know, not much within it. <laughs> but they're talking about the Georgia Guidestones. I have encountered oh. them before a little bit.
1: Oh, Are you familiar with them. about this? <laughs> I vaguely, I can remember this is one of those things that uh, a lot of the stuff in this episode is stuff I've like heard of before mm. from someone at a party or whatever, going off about Nibiru and stuff <laughs> and like it's alien splicing and DNA. I've heard all of that, but it's just like none of that was interesting enough to look into. And the Georgia Guidestones I remember hearing about and then looking into it and being like this is the 70s. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not amazing that somebody put up stones in a
0: field. No, but they want to spin the whole historian that it's part of the Crucians And I felt that they really get off the rails here. It's been quite crazy, the whole episode. But here, I don't know, they, they just went into the deep. And then they started to talk about the aliens' ab- abductions. And breeding experiments and alien human hybrids and that uh, aliens have started to infiltrate our world since 2003 and uh, I say what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, if somebody with a little bit mental illness see this, it, could lead to some dangerous.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, lead to lead to something dangerous or lead to you know, role as a talking head on the pr- program Ancient Aliens. <laughs> Yeah, everything is um, a tad
0: uh, problematic again. For your purposes, too, there's nothing to really check into. (laughs) No, it's hard to say if there's any alien human hybrids out there who implants memories. It's hard to (laughs) prove or disprove.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, like, you know, you can't go crack open a history book. (laughs) And find the answer, no. (laughs) yeah, It makes
0: it harder. And to be honest, I thought ancient aliens would have more history in it, but it's mostly just volcanoes and shapeshifting aliens.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, like, uh, the I know the, the show does, like, go, eventually they get into, like, the American Revolution and yeah. all that stuff. I'm not sure if that has happened yet. But, like, yeah, this was really, I feel like whoever makes this show, I think it's, like, Prometheus Entertainment or something like that. I was curious. I was doing some Googling. <laughs> There's got to be like one or two people in that hierarchy who are true believers.
0: I think the main producer is the big believer, Kevin Burns. Yeah. Yeah, He he just died Oh, two years ago.
1: But uh, yeah, so it's got to be him. Who's the real, the real thrust. And I feel like the first couple seasons have got to be his, you know, his good news gospel. He's sharing Hmm. with the world, because this is like anytime I've tuned in or seen it more recently, it had it had more of a feel that it was like, these are kind of historical or vaguely archaeological vignettes hmm. about aliens. And this this really felt kind of cohesive in this strange, strange way. Like, it's a big mess, but it's all in one bag of like, this is my, this is a belief system that's at work here.
0: Yeah, it has these almost religious undertones to it that this is what we believe, but the... Um... Interesting thing with ancient aliens is that it was first pitched to be 50-50. So you had 50% skeptics, 50% believers, and then they would you know, then basically debate between each other. Right. <laughs> and that's how they got some of the talking heads from the first season right? who were real scientists because they actually used to have real scientists like Sarah
1: Seeger
0: and uh, a lot of NASA people. In the show, I
1: think uh, I think the folklorist that they have in, I think he's legit.
0: I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't really been able to pin him down yet because sometimes he feels that he says, you know, things that are correct, and then all of a sudden he says something in regards to aliens and how that theory is created. I'm not sure if it's just cleverly
1: cut or a believer. It seemed to me whenever he was talking, he was very he used a lot of very uh almost like uh, legalistic or journalistic language mm. where he would say things like, Some people believe or people uh they've taken from that they've taken this fact or whatever. Like yeah. he has this uh kind of I'm not saying any of this. This is <laughs> this is just what other people are saying, which can obviously be a tactic to get your beliefs out there. Yeah. But I like I just didn't have the it didn't get the sense from him that he was ever talking about it, what he thinks personally. It was always a bit more of like the broader the broader community mm. of, you know, freaks or whatever you want to say <laughs> you know, who who subscribe to this worldview. This is what they think. Because yeah. again, like the the Nibiru stuff, the DNA splicing, I feel like that's a lot more uh, of a of a certain perspective than just like what if it's aliens turned into a somewhat
0: gospel and they are hammering, especially in the um, social media now when they have these live shows. If you have haven't seen that, you can <laughs> go uh, on and see uh, ancient aliens live. Basically, oh my god, yeah, with, ancient uh... aliens on ice. <laughs> but I would pay. A lot of money to see Sukalos and von Däniken uh, go around the <laughs> ice doing acrobatic tricks on. But yeah, it's turned into a more religious notion that this is the gospel. You have the von Däniken. And when you're a believer, you're in 100%. And facts won't be able to sway you to leave
1: that system, really. Well, in like any fact, you do find... That's in some way incontrovertible. Mm. When you really think about it, only goes to prove yeah. your original thesis again. They even uh, brought them up
0: this up themselves. So in one episode, Bill Barnes says something to that: "The more you're trying to convince me I'm wrong, the more I know
1: that I'm right." You know, <laughs> uh, leaving science, all, <laughs> all notions that, of science. <laughs> Yeah, if if you turn that into Latin, I'm pretty sure there's some science department that's their lo- their motto. No, but uh, yeah, this was something <laughs> for episode. <laughs> yeah, it's uh like, I'm, uh I feel a little bit cheated in the in my in my digging up ancient aliens experience because I think I might be the biggest fan of your show to be on the show so far. I haven't <laughs> checked that, <laughs> but uh, and like it's so many of the other. Episodes I've listened to, there's a little bit more that at least you, as an archaeological professional, get to like dig into, yeah, to kind of understand. And like, this is like, I was excited because was going to talk about the book of Revelations, but it is barely in there at all. It's just kind <laughs> of like, what if the book of Revelations was wasn't true. angels, it was aliens, yeah. and then we have no whatsoever. Well, I mean, yeah, the the that fact was... that it was true is the Noah's Ark <laughs> and uh, and uh, Revelations that's all taken for granted that those things really happened yeah you'd have to be a, a fool to not understand <laughs> that but what you don't understand is how it happened
0: no the whole episode felt a bit that they cheated themselves out of something <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just uh there was there's
1: not a lot of there there on this one
0: no unfortunately not what a sad point to leave off on but <laughs> if people want to hear more of you Where should they go?
1: Uh, They can listen to my podcast, Religious Wars. You can get it anywhere you get your podcasts, or you can go to religiouswarspodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric0101, but uh, I never tweet, so I don't know why I even brought it up. Maybe it's uh, my my ancient DNA trying to uh, make everybody more technological or something. Mm, Could be. (laughs) (laughs) Can't prove
0: it's not. All right, Eric. It was great to have you on, even if you didn't get much of the bigger experience. <laughs> but
1: I uh, love have you on another time. Yeah, I would love to be back. I look forward to some of the like the in the later seasons of the show and stuff, where I feel like they're going to run out of wood to burn on like all the <laughs> real co- like like Nibiru and stuff. Lots of people believe in that. Mm. I'm looking forward to you know seasons. Seven, eight, nine, ten, et cetera, where they you know really let their hair down,
0: It will be very nice
1: to see that. I'm looking forward to the
0: episode where they talk about aliens and cowboys. I have no idea what that will
1: <laughs> entail, yeah, well, I'm gonna you know in the in the mid nineteenth century in the American South, there's something going on with d n a. All right, Eric. Have a great one and see you later. Thanks, you too.
0: Again, a big thank you to Eric. And if you want to hear more from him, you should check out his podcast, Religious Wars. It's been a great lot of fun to spend some time with him. Links to his stuff will be in the show notes as usual. Remember to leave a positive review anywhere you can, such as iTunes, Spotify, or of course to your friend in the trench. I would also recommend you to visit the up to find some more info about me and the podcast. There you can also find most of my social media sites. And if you have comments, corrections, suggestions, or you're one of those who just want to write an email in all caps, you can find my contact info at the website. On our website, you will also find the sources, resources that was used to create this podcast. You will often also find some further reading suggestions if you want to learn more about the subjects we bring up. The intro music was created by Alexander Nakarada and of course our fantastic outro was written and performed by the Swedish band called Tralskruv who will again sing us out with their song Tinfoil Hat. Links to both of these artists will be found in the show notes. Until next time, keep showing that science. Revelations, or uh, when you look into the future, was that called? I lost Ugh. my all my languages.
1: <laughs>
0: Divination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. Remember that we have a subscription going on. You can become a patron or other subscriber for as little as two fifty per episode. Go to diggingupancientaliens.com slash support. That is, go to diggingupancientaliens.com slash support to read more information and sign up right there.